Well, I'm very happy to welcome the Christ Journey family back together again as we gather in the name of Jesus Christ, Kendall Campus, Gables Campus, the campus right there in your home for those of you joining us online. And we gather to remind one another once again, nothing is too hard for God. Would you say that with me? Nothing is too hard for God. It doesn't matter what you've been through this week, how hard your life has been, what challenges you're in, our God is faithful, able, and nothing is too hard. And we're praying that his blessing would find you right where you are today and give you a courageous spirit. The movie today is courageous. And for all the years that we've been doing uh, at the movies, this is the first time, Robert, that we have had an actor from the film in the house, Robert Amaya. Say that. Thank you. And I've got another. I just showed the, the poster from Courageous. But you know, he portrayed Javier Martinez, a.k.a. the Snake King. I think we got one of these as well that we can show up. Would you bring that one up for us, Genesis? The Snake King. There he is. You look pretty, you look pretty mean there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you so haven't mean. seen the film, you've got to see it. It's now in theaters as Courageous Legacy. Legacy. Correct. Ten years later, after the original... And uh, man, we're just glad to welcome you back. Uh, for those of you that may not have been a part of us for too long, uh, I'd like to remind you that Robert, well, grew up. Yeah, I'm from Miami. I certainly grew up here. I've been here since I was here since I was 10 years old. Uh, went to Westminster Christian. Go Warriors! All right, come on. <laughs> I heard a boo out there. We'll talk afterwards for your salvation. But anyway, um, so. You know, yes, I, I went to Westminster Christian. That's where I met Colleen, my wife, our high school sweethearts. And because we started dating, she, this was her church, I started to come here to this church. And you were both and active in the arts area That's here, correct. That's correct. In worship arts, we both sang, and, and, and we started acting as well with drama ministry, team. Yeah. And then we did family ministry at the time. So, yeah, yeah it's been a joy. For me, this is a homecoming. I love you guys so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, we love you too. And we have a photograph of your family, if you'd like to introduce your daughters to us. Oh, look at that. Yeah, well, that guy with that really gray beard is me, unfortunately. Right next to me is my little munchkin, five years old, is Angelina. Sophia, most of you might remember if you were here before. She is now 12, going on to 18, my goodness. And then my beautiful wife, Colleen. Amen. Estamos muy contentos que estar aquí con nosotros hoy. Amén, gloria a Dios. Bienvenido, hermano, right? We're, what are you Amen. doing in Pennsylvania, man? Oh, man, oh, man. Let me tell you, this Cuban boy in the middle of Amish country is a very interesting, <laughs> very interesting thing. But no, God has been good. Uh, we're, we're out there, you know, we're doing God's work. I get to, to do some really great stuff for the Lord at the moment. And so, uh, yeah, we're, it's a blast. We have four seasons. So I'm excited. This is uh, hopefully not going to be as bad as a winter as it was last yeah. year, but uh, yeah. Well, you know, having been a part of our congregation for a while, that what we do in at the movie series is we take we select popular movies uh, as an art form that will help us introduce a topic that is relevant to our lives today, and then we open the scripture up and take ancient truth from God's word and apply it into that area of, um, of interest for us. And today the film is courageous and here is the trailer from the original.
certainly haven't changed in the 10 years since the film was first released. And then you hear the heart cry of the men that are involved. Um, I don't just want to be a good enough father. I want to finish well. Being awakened to a, a, a greater calling. Now, knowing you the way we do, the way I do, I know that those aren't just lines from a script for you. Oh. So I'd love for you just to bring us in to the difference the movie has made in your life. You know, certainly Professionally Courageous was the first film that I was able to engage in. But aside from the professional part of it, uh, Courageous, being around these guys, I mean, truthfully, truthfully, these, they're the real deal. You know, the, the Kendrick brothers, certainly the African-American brother, uh, his name is Ken Bevel. Uh, these are real just legit, they walk the walk that they talk about. I remember being on set a lot of times, we would end the day, and I would see uh, Ken Bevel's family show up to pick him up, and Ken would just run to his kids, pick them up, swing them around, he'd roll on the ground with them, and then he'd plant the biggest kiss on his wife. And I was like, I thought you didn't do this in church, like I didn't understand. But it was this beautiful moment, and it made me see that, you know, it's not being a man, being a dad, it's not about perfection. It's about posture. Mm. It's about striving for the perfection, knowing that Christ is walking with you. And that's, those aren't just words. Putting that into practice means that your desire has to be to be there to make a difference. And so that's how it affected me. Certainly mm. being around these guys, but then the message of the film being as powerful as it is, and then as, as, as impacting as it's been across the globe. Mm. You know, we talk about like when <laughs> people are looking. Uh, yeah, but people looking at you when you don't even realize it. You know, that, that I have the eyes of the entire planet on me all the time. Mm. People recognize me, you know, at a Publix, a supermarket, wherever it is, they're watching. Mm. They're watching to see how I'm doing things. And so there's this level of, of, of certainly of integrity, but, but a, a level of, of posture, making sure mm that your desire is simply to actually do that right thing, to go and be the right leader, be the right dad. Mm, can't imagine the impact that this is, the change that it has brought to your life. Well, I can tell it's, you that Colleen so said ways. that the guy that went out to go to the movie is very different than the guy that showed back up. She's grateful for the guy that moved back in. Amen. So uh, so we'll take that as, yeah. you, as you want. Amen. Well, the backstory of the movie, it tells, and we're not going to preach the whole movie today, okay? But I, I want to, there are four police officers or law enforcement officers that um, are in various stages of their own fatherhood, and they're trying to figure out what it means to be a good dad, what it means to be a great dad. But behind that storyline, I see another one at work, and uh, I want your response to this in a moment. But it looks to me like the film really is about integrity. Oh. And fatherhood is the venue, but integrity is the value. Staying true to one's values within. And so being a, being a man of integrity does affect your fatherhood, but it affects your marriage, it affects your work, it affects your world. And, um, and the hardships that you're facing draw out the level of integrity that you're Living, I suppose, is a way to say it. So I, I looked up the definition of integrity. Here's one I found. Being true, morally upright, and authentic. A lot of people today say, man, I just want you to be real. I want, be authentic with me. Well, that's what integrity is. And so the film is about being true to the truest you that you were intended to be and can be 
from uh, the creator in whose image we've been made. And so I, I want to get your response in just a moment, but I have a verse that came to mind about this from the New Testament about integrity, and I'd love for us to read this out loud together. So take a breath, and wherever you're joining us from, let's just speak it out so as to be heard, okay? Here we go. Brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I want to suggest to you that this movie really helps us do that. It brings into focus values and virtues of integrity to ask us to think clearly about these things. And so I, I want to thank you so much, Robert, for coming home, for being with us today, but especially for what your character does in the film to portray integrity. And rather than speak anymore, I want to move into the first clip, and we will meet Javier Martinez. Integrity is more than a word. We find ourselves on the horns of a very real dilemma for your character. You want to bring us into what was going on? What tension were you seeking to, to yeah. represent and create there? You know, there's, there's no mistake in that. Uh, if you look at that scene right behind Javier, there's this framed picture, and it says values, right? Because that's what's being tested. The truth of the matter is, in every man's journey, there will come a time when you're going to get called out to the carpet, Right? It's like, it's like going and, and trying out for a football team, right? It's like going as an actor. It's like being an actor and going and auditioning for a role. You're going to get asked, all right, show, it what, show us what you're really made of. Show us what you've got. And in this circumstance, if you follow Javier's journey, tell me if this sounds familiar. Javier was struggling to make ends meet. Javier was always trying to find the next job, the next way to bring food to the table. And he was living this hard, difficult life. Suddenly, God blesses him. He has this beautiful season of blessing after blessing. And in the midst of that beautiful season, now he's being called out to the carpet. Mm. What is it, Javier, that you're made of? And, you know, one of the things as men that we like to do is we frame our, our moral issues, sometimes our questions, into this frame of idealism. But as we can see here, it isn't just a question of, you know, would you lie on a report? Because that's easy, right? Yeah, of course not. I'm not going to do that. The question isn't that, isn't will you lie on the report. The question is, are you willing to go back to the thing that you thought you weren't going to have to live like anymore? Mm. And as we're about to see, those kind of decisions are not made in isolation. Mm. There was another hard conversation that was about to happen with Javier and his wife.
there's obviously some fear that is represented here. What does go back? Because you obviously were feeling that your character is feeling that, you're portraying that. What was, what was it you wanted to avoid? Well, Javier clearly, there's two parts to him. Like, he's clearly a man of integrity in this film. Um, he, his, strong, his biggest strength is his love for the Lord, his, his desire to put his trust in God and strives for that. But his biggest weakness is he's got an innate fear of not living to the expectations that he set out for himself and that others have of him. You know, people often mistake that, that she's trying to convince him to do wrong, and that's not mm. the case. She's scared. And when guys see the person we love and we see that fear and we know that we might make that fear reality by a decision that we have to make, that in itself is scary. Mm. That in itself can drive us just mad. It can even make us angry sometimes. But the truth of the matter is, what is it that you're going to do with that fear? What is it that you're going to do with this challenge that's been laid out in front of you? In the home, it's the one place where we are actually pretty honest. And what I mean by that is, it's where our performance doesn't really matter. We can perform to the world, we can perform at work, but at home, our wives actually know what we're like. Our kids actually know what we really are like. And so what we see here is this is now affecting the home. How is Javier going to go? This is the dilemma he's feeling. It isn't black and white. It's very much layered. He is going to have to put at risk this beautiful situation he's currently in and trade it for a very difficult one. And I think none of us are strangers to that risk. Uh, some of us are very familiar with the danger that we would be putting our loved ones in in certain decisions that are made. Speaking of that, 10 o'clock came. What happened then? Let's look at that. not the kind of scene you see in a lot of movies these days. And so when he says integrity is rare, scenes of integrity being proven true are rare. And um, I'm thinking about what, I'm also thinking about real life employers and real life employees who find themselves in situations that perhaps are less than ideal and yet integrity can make the difference. Well, it absolutely does. You know, in this scene over the years and, and, and seen it in theaters, what tends to happen, what I've observed, is that guys tend to get really struck in the heart by the scene, but it's usually the women that start clapping right away. And let me tell you, I have a theory about this, and that is because men become the most attractive, the most desired, the most respected mm. when they're willing to lay it all on the line for what God wants to happen, Amen. for what is right. Someone once said, if you have nothing to die for, then you really don't have anything to live for. That's right. 
when we are willing to lay it all on the line, and in this case for Javier, he's willing to do it because it would be disrespectful to his God and disrespectful to his family, he is willing to go and go back Go back to the way things used to be, where he didn't know if he could put food on the table, where he didn't know if he could bring food for his children, or if he could ever even make ends meet. He's willing to go there and trusting that God was in control and that he was doing exactly what God wanted him to do. That sounds beautiful, but that is tough stuff. And the reason it's tough is because it requires courage. Mm. You can't do it without courage. Mm. You got to go out there and give it all you got. Because if you hold anything back, it's not courage. If you just play in your strengths, it's nothing. That, who cares about you being great at your strengths? It's when you're the weakest, which is why God says, when you are weak, I am strong. It is in your weakness where God is uplifted. God is glorified. It's in that weakness where we can be courageous Amen. for God and for our families. Amen. So I'm thinking fatherhood is the venue, but integrity is the value. And so um, next time you watch the film, see if every one of the characters doesn't hit a moral arc. It's really about what will they do when the integrity is put to the test. And so here's, as I was watching the film again in preparation for this talk, I noticed like five points, I'm going to hit them really quick, on that moral story arc. Here they are. Number one, integrity matters. That the film wants us to see. It really does matter that the quality of being honest, of being true, of being morally upright, of being undivided, at one with your values, that's at the heart of this. So it, it matters because people say, well, that bridge has integrity. That means it's going to hold when the weight comes on. Okay, second lesson. Integrity starts with you. It starts in your heart, then it hits in your home, and then it plays in your word, and then it moves to the world. So it's felt throughout. Number three, it requires a goal, a clear focus, and then a choice that becomes a discipline. You know, a, a discipline is simply a choice you make again and again and again and again. That's not called boring. That's called character. And so I see that happening in the film. And... Um, and then that discipline is really where you decide, well, this has to stay in. If I'm going to be a person of integrity, then this must always stay in my venue. This value must always be present. And then that's what keeps you from bouncing around like a pinball or like drifting uh, down wood, uh, down, like dead wood downstream, or like blowing on the next breeze of whatever the cultural uh, wind of change is blowing. But so our choices that we make, the disciplined choice is to stay true to integrity to ourselves, our family, and our responsibilities. And then the fourth one is this, and you already mentioned this, that integrity will never be maintained without sacrifice. It is not achieved without challenge. Now we're talking about what must be left out. So integrity means I gotta always keep something in and I've gotta always be leaving something out so that I will stay true to what's real. Greater gain means losing lesser things. And then number five, it's strengthened through covenant with a team. Now what this doesn't show, though it does show a little bit of a team, but the, the men that you are in covenant with 
your character in covenant with as a team reminded me of the scripture that says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Amen. That you're not in this thing alone. It's like the strength of the, the wolf is the strength of the pack and the pack is the strength of the wolf. It's talking about the community in covenant together, the power of team. So there's the moral journey arc that I see and I want, I want you to tell me, am I close? I think you're hitting it out of the park. I mean, really, uh, integrity, you mentioned the bridge, right? Being aware of how much load it can take. It's also being aware of what can actually go through that bridge, right? What can drive through that. Uh, and, and with that, I got to tell you, I mean, I, and I'll just speak for as a guy, um, it's knowing your identity. It's getting to understand your true identity. And what I mean by that is, yes, know your strengths. And sometimes that's easy to know. It's easy to know where you can blossom. But it's also to become very familiar and comfortable with knowing your weaknesses. When you know your weaknesses, you can then run to God when that's beginning to bubble up. It's really the way you're supposed to move forward. It's really the way you can show courage, and it's really the way to show integrity. And to, to, to touch on the last part the, about the group dynamic, let me tell you, this is something I've only been practicing for, you know, since the movie came out, uh, just, a, just a little bit under 10 years ago, and it is to be surrounded by other guys, other friends, people that are willing to be there to help you and to call you out, and being okay with that, because I value the help when I need it, but I also value getting called out when I need it. Hmm. There's something beautiful in that, in creating that close of a relationship that you can actually journey there, get into that place of intimacy. And as a guy, I know that's like a bad word sometimes, intimacy, but the truth is when we develop that, it is amazing how much stronger we are. It is amazing how our, our families respond to the fact that we are being strengthened. We are iron that's sharpening other iron, and we ourselves are being sharpened in the process. So it's not about being perfect, no. but it is engaging the process. Absolutely. And what did you say is like, I'm thinking being present, but there was another word you it's used. Posture. Posture. Yeah, yeah, it's about just showing up. I'm going to keep showing up. And speaking of showing up, there's one other scene in that sequence that I don't want us to lose. When he calls his wife, and here's what happens. Nothing is too hard for God. Thank you, Lord. What a sweet moment. Oh, man. Beautiful. Um, you know. <laughs> I was going to ask you, tell us. Well, you told me earlier right. when you had your audition for this part yeah. of something that happened. Tell, tell us about that. Is that what you were going to so, say? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the truth is, uh, so that was actually the very first scene that we filmed in, in the movie when we, when we filmed it. Um, but that part was so genuine to me. Uh, when I was flown up to do a screen test for, for the film, um, we, the, the group of us that were there auditioning, were 
going to stay there for the church service. We were at Sherwood Baptist Church in Albany, Georgia, and they told us that they would, if they had a decision, they were going to tell us after the service before we headed out to the airport. Mm-hmm. So I communicated this to my wife, Colleen, and I said, you know, we'll find out later and I'll, I'll call you if anything. So the thing is, they came to me before the church service to tell me that they were going to offer me the role. And so I was very excited. I called my wife immediately. Now, I was kind of muffled because they didn't want me to be celebrating, obvious, for obvious reasons. Other people were going to be there and stuff. And so in a very muffled way, I call Colleen, and I'm like, hey, baby, she interprets that I've been crying, feeling really bad, things are not well. And she immediately engages into, honey, it's okay. Listen, God is with us. You know, you weren't <laughs> expecting anything. I was like, no, baby, sh- baby, let me talk. Honey, God is in control. And we went back and forth like this until suddenly I was able to say, listen, I got the part. And she screamed as loud as I've ever heard my wife scream, which was so awesome because I had to stay so quiet. But it was outstanding. So that was a very real, real lived scene right there. (laughs) That's beautiful. Oh, my goodness. It's like um, art imitating life. (laughs) Only life was imitating art at that point. Uh, Robert, I'm so thankful for the way that you have sought to model integrity in your personal life, in your family life, in your journey. I think there was a little bit of a, when you moved to Pennsylvania, that Colleen might have had a concern about that. Of course, the fear that things are going to go back. You know, we had no family. We had no one to rely on. We were just going, no pun intended, cold out there. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm saying, this is what God wants. I know it is. We've got to just go out there in faith. And that was a tough decision. Talk about courageous. Sometimes I didn't know if I should have been, you know, doing these things in self-doubt. But God was great. God has been blessing. But God has been with us. And even in the struggle of everything that happens when you leave your geographic location you've known since you were a child, he's been faithful. And we've been surrounded Mm. by people that God has brought into our circle. Mm. So the, the title, the lead character at the close of the movie says, you know, where are you men of courage? And he links it up with Joshua, who was, Moses had just passed away. Joshua was now receiving the mantle to help lead the people forward into the promised land. And that land was full of giants. They, he, the spies had come back and said, well, we're just grasshoppers. They were afraid. And so God spoke to Joshua. He said, as I was with Moses, I will be with you. And then in chapter 1, Joshua chapter 1, four times there's a call to courage. He says it this way, verse 6, be strong and courageous. This is God speaking. And then he said, verse 7, be strong and very courageous. And then he repeats it again in verse, what is it, verse 9, be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified. Don't be discouraged. Man, how many of us know what that feels like? And then verse 18, before we get out of the chapter, one more time, the people say, Joshua, be strong and courageous. You kind of get the feeling that whatever's waiting out there in the future is going to be scary. And I think maybe that is the lesson that every man must deal with fear to find their future. Maybe somebody is sitting there right now. That every, this is way beyond movies. This is about real life portrayed. Every man must deal with fear to find 
your future. And so I don't know where you are in that journey today, but I can tell you that God has courageous spirit waiting for you to make a choice and then to step into. There will be external threats, just like there was for Joshua in the land, just like there was for Javier. There will be internal fears, just like there was for Joshua in the land, and just like there was for Javier, and just like there was for Robert Amaya. And then there's accountability to others for the choices that were made, like there was to Colleen, like there is to Lisa in my life, like there is to my church in our lives. And so it seems there comes that point where a resolve, a choice of resolve must be made, which of course we see very poignantly in the film, but would you help us understand what's about to take place in that scene? Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, just like Joshua, who was surrounded now by so many different beliefs and, and idols that he's seen all around him, he says and stands up and he gets tired of it and says, ask for me. Listen, go, you worship whoever you want, but ask for me and my house. Draws that line, we will worship the Lord. And so in every man's journey, you will come. Not only will you be called out, but you're going to have to make a decision. And with these characters that we see in this film, they had to make a decision, and they had to make a resolution, as you'll see right here. character in that scene. Amen. Hanging your resolution and saying to your wife, I feel like a rich man. And I want to say thank you, Robert. You have enriched us today. And aren't we glad that he came to be with us today? God bless you, Robert. Each week for each film, we try to summarize the truth of the story, and for me, it would be like this. There was a time in my life when I really wanted to be a better man, but it was hard, and it could cost me and those that I love, but then I discovered that God would be with me as I made that choice and would take care of us. We see Jesus doing that in his life as well. Did you know the word Jesus, the name Jesus, is a form of the word Joshua? So what Jesus was doing was maintaining integrity with his identity when he came in full humanity as God and then gave himself. It cost him to do the right thing, but because he did, we're in his family. In a moment, we're going to be sharing communion because Jesus made the sacrifice, did the right thing so that we could find our place in his family and have a future. As we prepare for that moment, would you bow with me in prayer? Gracious God, we thank you for your integrity. Lord Jesus, for staying true to your divine values 
when it costs you the most. And we thank you for the benefit and the blessing that comes to us and to our families, to those we love, when we trust you and when we follow you. Now, it occurs to me that maybe somebody is ready to make that first step of faith right now. And if you would like to know how to step forward in experiencing the grace of God in Jesus Christ, it starts with a prayer. This prayer, you can pray with me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are God. Come in love for me. And I thank you that through your death on the cross, all of my sins can be forgiven. Forgive me. And as you rose from the dead, now your spirit can come alive in me. Come alive in me. I receive you. I open my heart and receive you as my Savior. And now lead me that I might follow you and posture my life toward integrity as I make this prayer in your name. Now, our heads are still bowed, but if you prayed that prayer and would let me join, ask God's blessing in joining you, would you simply raise your hand even if you're sitting at home, may I invite you just to raise your hand as a sign of faith. Lord Jesus, for every person who by uplifted hand is saying, I've opened my heart to you, would you grace them to experience your presence right now as you promised with a peace that passes understanding as we make our prayer in Jesus' name, amen.